of times what we do is we start discounting you know, maybe, I don't know, if maybe I should go to church. Maybe, maybe if I go to church, God can do something. He will do something. Maybe I can just, you know, break out of this monotonous uh, life that I'm in and, and, and get out of my, my four walls and get into something bigger, glory to God. That's what church is all about. It's getting outside of yourself and getting into a bigger vision of what God has for the entire body of Christ. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? We got, we got to get out of our comfort zones we got to get out of those areas. And a lot of times we're so comfortable in our sickness. We're, we're used to it. We, we know what it's like. We baby it. We talk about it. We pet it. Listen, you got to hate that sickness. That the sin that so easily besets us. We, 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 you know, we, we, we allow a little bit of sin in our life. We say, well, you know, we go with this thought that's not too scriptural, but... It's very religious. You know, religious thoughts can pull you down. And we get this religious thought, well, we're just sinners saved by grace. So that kind of gives you this idea, well, if we're just sinners saved by grace, then we're, that's all we're supposed to do is sin. No, no, listen, you were a sinner, you're saved by grace. Now you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. What? I'm a new creator, but I don't look any different. No, you may not look any different on the outside, but you are cleaned up on the inside. You have a heart that's attracted to the things of God. Amen. You say, well, pastor, I, I don't know about that. I, if you're in church this morning, you, you, you have a heart being drawn to God. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I watched, you know, last week. I watched some really terrible stuff. You, if you are a Christian, if you receive Christ, now your mind might be unrenewed. Amen. Your, your mind might need to be saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But you have a new heart. What you got to do is you got to do something with your body and you got to do something with your mind. You got you to present your body as a living and holy sacrifice that Paul, you know, Written in Romans 12, you know, present your bodies as a holy sacrifice, and then you gotta renew your mind. You gotta renew your mind to a new way of thinking. This lady, when she heard about Jesus, it produced faith in her. She started believing. She started thinking about it. When I could see myself healed. I could see myself getting to Jesus. I could see what my life will be when, when this affliction is off of me. We need to start thinking about that. Amen. Instead of just, just, you know, just meditating on what we have, just trying to figure it out and, and just try to, you know, just... Just medicate it. No, you just need to meditate it. What do I mean by that? I mean, you need to meditate on the truth of God's word until it starts to explode truth in your heart. And then that's when it becomes reality to us. A lot of times we don't, we don't really believe the word of God. We're not really believing it because if we believe it, we'll be, we, we would be speaking it. You can tell where a person's at by what they say, what's coming out of their mouths. Either it's death or life. And I, if, I don't know about you, but I'm going to speak life. So she, she may even said it to other people. I'm going to get to Jesus. I hear he's healing people. And I, I'm going to get to him. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get delivered. 
I'm going to get set free. I, I, you know, where it's impossible with man, all things are possible with God. And she, she started thinking about it. She probably started telling people about it. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get delivered. I'm going to get set free. She, she may have spoken over and over again. And then she had to do something. You know, the second uh, or the third key here is that uh, first got to have passion. Say have passion. You've got to have a desire for something. Either to get rid of something or to get something. Amen? That's godly, glory to God. Amen. And, and number two, you have to start speaking your desire. You need to speak it out. I remember when I, I give this story quite often. I remember when I was in, 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 you know, seated and I was, you know, like you guys, you know, just watching, you know, just receiving from the pastor. And I was a churchgoer. Amen. I was involved in the church. I was an usher. And I remember, you know, um, having a desire to go to Bible school. And so that desire came, and then I started speaking, I'm going to get to Bible school. And I started saying it to people, and saying it to people. And then all of a sudden, you know, other things, uh, doors started opening for me to get to Bible God started opening doors. And I started walking through the doors. And, I, and, and God revealed ways where I could get there, and then a door opened for a job to open up down in Oklahoma. And every, everything started working. Why? Because I was speaking it. Some of us aren't speaking enough. Some of us aren't speaking what we're believing God in, uh, for. We're, we're speaking the circumstances. We're speaking what is. But no, you've got, you got to start speaking. This year is the greatest year of your life. That's what I'm trying to get some of you to speak. I, I, I used to say, this year will be what, the greatest year. No, this year is. Put faith in the now. Faith is always now. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is. The substance of things hoped for or envisioned for. You know, now faith is the substance of the things not seen. In other words, your faith will bring into reality the things that you don't even see yet. Her faith was bringing into reality that she was going to be healed. She thought about it. She spoke it oh, probably over and over and over again. Jesus got into town. And, you know, she did something that she wasn't supposed to do. You know, when you're sick in that culture, you weren't even supposed to go outside and mingle with people. And there was a big crowd out there. And she actually, she, she had to overcome some opposition. Is there going to be some opposition before you get something from God? You better believe it. There's always opposition. There's always going to be a fight. I mean, I'm telling you, you start trying to walk with God, and, and then the enemy will start trying to get, try, draw you away, try to start getting you, you know, some friend of yours that you hadn't talked to in months, that one of your party friends, they call you, let's go out, I got some money, I want to take you out. And you're trying to live for God. The enemy is going to try to tempt you. He's going to try to draw you away from the things of God. He's going to try to get you hooked in with the wrong crowd, with the wrong people. Bet your bottom dollar, the enemy doesn't want you walking with God. Why? Because you become a threat in his kingdom. Listen, do, do they know who you are in hell? Do the demons know who you are in hell? They knew who Paul was. Amen. Because in the book of Acts, there were these people named the seven sons of Sceva. And they were trying to cast out a demon out of this man. And they said, well, we adjure you in the name of Jesus who Paul preached. And, the, and he, this demon-possessed man jumped on all seven of these guys, ripped their clothes off, and they, they got beat up by a demon, one demon-possessed man. 
But what that demon-possessed man says is, Jesus we know and Paul we know. Do they know who you are in hell? Well, they better soon know who you are. Because you're much greater than any devil that was ever created because you are created in the image of God. That's why the devil hates you so much. Amen. Because you're created in his image. Do you believe that today? So she understood that. And, and so she, you know, the, she, she acted on her faith. We have to act on our faith. You know, in the book of James, it says that faith without corresponding action is dead. So it, it also, it, it says faith without works is dead. But works, uh, I like corresponding action. That's a better way of saying it. Because really, you have to act like you believe what you're saying. You have to step out and do something. You, you know, two, two, two sides of the coin in faith. One is believing. One side of the coin is believing. The other side of the coin is action. And if you have no action with your faith, then you have dead faith. See, see, a lot of you have action with your faith. Even this morning, you came out to church on Sunday morning. You believed that God had something for you. So you got up and you came out. To, to receive a word from the Lord. So you press through. Some of you had to get up early, you know, dress up, you know, and, you know, push through some obstacles. It, it was raining this morning. It would have been very easy to sleep in. I thought about it. Man, can't we just tell them that you're, you're in labor again? You know, it's... it's do, we got a, do we have a video? Do we have... John, can he come up here and preach? Maybe he can do a song and dance act. I don't know. But are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And you know, even the pastors sometimes are like, man, it's raining out here. Let's, glory to God. It wasn't this morning, but at times, praise God. So we have to act, somebody say act, on the word. You know, you have to act like the word is so. You got to believe that the word of God is so. And she acted on it. Because she, she, um, she pressed through the, the crowd in her weakened state and she, she acted on her faith. She, she, she stepped out even though it could have meant certain death for her. She could have got stoned for what she did. But she, she pressed through. She, she wasn't worried about other people. You can't worry about other people's opinions when you're trying to believe God for something big. You can't worry about other people. Amen. If you're walking with God, listen, they're not going to judge you when you get to the judgment seat of Christ. You, you need to stop being fearful of people. You know, they're not going to judge you. No, God will judge. Amen. And we got to live our life for God and not for people or people's approval. People. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? You know, I'm sure there were some people in her life said, oh, man, you've been dealing with this for 12 years. You, you're doing all right. You're doing okay. Well, you don't need to push the envelope. You don't need to try to press. You know, it's not, it's not lawful for you to go out there and meet Jesus. And you never know. It might not happen for you. I'm sure she had some opposition. You know, the, the devil always has somebody to speak through. Amen. Somebody probably was sick. Like, you know, she probably hung out with some sick people. And that sick person said, I, I've been handling it for a while. Just stay broke. Busted and disgusted. It's okay. You know, broke, busted, and disgusted people likes company. Sick people like company. 
You know, they want you to stay sick because they're sick. They just don't have the faith to get their healing. I'm telling you, birds of a feather flock together. But eagles soar, amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so she was, she was fighting through this. She was, you know, she probably fought through some adversity. She probably was fighting through some stuff. But she acted on her faith, amen? She acted on it. And then she, 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 what she did was she touched the hem of his garment. And this is interesting. She didn't ask Jesus for healing. She took her healing. Think about that. She didn't say, oh, Jesus, I wonder, hey, hey, I'm back here in the crowd. Can you come over here? I need your help, you know. No, she pressed through that crowd. I'm getting to Jesus. I'm getting to that guard. I know there's some power. I'm telling you. See, the Bible says there are many people that day that were touching Jesus. Many people are coming to church and getting nothing. But those that come to church in faith will get something. You can't come to church and doubt and unbelieve. I wonder if the pastor has anything for me today. I wonder if it's going to be a good ministry today. I wonder if, you know, I wonder if this is worth my time. Now, you've got to come out expecting God to give you something. You've got to come with an expectation. That's what faith is. It's expecting God to move when you come to church. Expecting. Man, I love Hebrews eleven six. One of my favorite passages of the Bible. And it says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I'm looking for some rewards. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm not just seeking God just to, you know, just see what happens. No, I'm looking to get rewarded. The Bible talks about rewards. It says when you pray, go into your closet. Jesus talks about praying. He talks about the prayer reward. Go into your closet and seek the Lord. And those that pray in secret will be rewarded openly. What? Yeah, yeah, you'll see the fruit of God's blessings in a person's life. And they don't have to say a lot out here, but you know they were in the prayer closet back there. When you start hearing victory reports from people, you know that they went into their prayer closet. And they started storming the gates of hell, telling the devil to get off of their family. They started storming. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? They just didn't take no for an answer. They came in expecting. They went into their prayer closet. And Jesus said that he will reward you openly. Talks about fasting. And he said, when you fast, don't, don't make it a show or try to tell everybody you're fasting. But you do it in secret. It says God will reward you openly. God is in the rewarding business. It's the Bible says when you give, don't, don't tell everybody you're giving. But do it in secret. And then God will reward you openly. We should be, when we're serving God, we should be believing for some rewards. Amen. I'm looking for the reward of well done, thy good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Hallelujah. I'm looking for some crowns when I get to heaven. And I'm not talking about a Burger King crown. Amen. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the pastor's crown, the soul winner's crown. Yes. Glory to God. I want some rewards. Hallelujah. We should be reward minded. Paul was reward minded. He served God, but he was serving God, and he would say, he said, I, I, I don't think about the things in the past. I'm prayer, uh, um, para- uh. <laughs> That's all right. He says, I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Yes. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We need to be like that. Man, I'm expecting the rain to stop. I'm Listen, Jesus did it first. He calmed the storm, showing his disciples that they could do the same thing. Nothing should be overcoming us. We can speak to the weather. I did it one time. I spoke to the weather. It was raining out. I said, yeah, let's stand in agreement. The rain's going to stop when we get home from shopping. And we got home and the rain stopped. Amen. You can say, well, that's a quinky dinky, you know. That, that's just a, that's a, you know. Yeah, that, you know, it's, it could happen every once in a while. That was just a shot in the dark. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, we believed. I believe for parking spots. It's much better to believe before you get into the place, like when, you, when you're leaving the house. I mean, when it's all full up, God, give me a parking spot. You know, move one of those cars out of the way. No, you need to do it. Give God some time to work. Amen? we got to start believing. So, so we have to have passion. We gotta have passion. We don't want what we don't want sin in our life. We don't want sickness in our life. We gotta get passionate about it. Amen. And then we have to start speaking something. Amen. We gotta start speaking what we're believing God for. Amen. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Yes. Yes. Are you hearing? He didn't say talk about the mountain. The talk about how big the mountain is. He didn't say talk about how big your dead is. Amen. He didn't say talk about how, how sick you are. Yes. And, and, and how many diseases you might have, according to Google search. No, he, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He didn't say that. He said, speak to the mountain. Yes, Doubt not in your heart, but believe whatsoever you say, you will have whatsoever you say. In other words, we need to say it three times more. And I, I'm spraying it right now, but you need to say it three times more than you believe it. It works. Amen. Man, I, shoot, I, I mean, when I started attending this church many years ago, I mean, I came and broke, busted, disgusted. Amen. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a uh, country song. Amen. I lost my dog, lost my house, lost my wife, you know. Amen. Not, no, I have, I have a new wife now. She's a new wife. Amen. And, uh, man, it was a country song. I came in, man, I, how do you hear from God? I tried doing it myself, and, you know, things weren't working out. And then I got under the word, and I started believing God, and God started restoring my life and blessing me. And I started serving people and, and walking in love. And, and, and man, my, my life started going up and up and up, and, and God restored my entire life back. Thank you, Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I mean, when I got married, you know, I lost a dog in my last relationship, but I gained a dog. Amen. She ended up giving that dog away. A dog and a cat. <laughs> and a wife. Amen. We lost the cat, too. But anyway, I won't tell you about that story. But are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, God will restore your life. We have to believe. And, and so we see these keys that we have to act, that, act on the word. And she acted on the word by pressing through. Amen. And then she touched the hem of his garment and she touched him and the power of God went through her. And what was interesting about this, Jesus wasn't even aware of it until she touched, until she touched his garment. And he felt power coming out of him. And he turned around looking for who had, you know, there were many people again touching her. But there, there was one that was her that touched him with faith. You've got to touch God with faith. 
That's how you get from God. You've got to get from God with faith. You've got to believe God. And she demonstrated her faith by pressing through. And, she, and so she touched it. And so she acted on the word of God. She acted on it. And she received, she felt in her body, the Bible says, that she was whole. And then, Jesus, and then she, she, she told the whole story to Jesus and probably his disciples. And Jesus said, go your way. My power has made. No, he said, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Yes, your faith can get something from God. Your faith can get your deliverance. Your faith can get you into a place of blessing in God. Your faith can get you there. I don't, it doesn't matter what the devil has done. Maybe you even did some dumb things. Anybody ever do any dumb things in here? Maybe you opened the doors. Maybe you did some dumb things. But, you know, you don't, even though you made your bed, you don't have to sleep in it. In other words, God can help you. Yes, we can do foolish things as people, but thank God. Thank God that God is willing to help us. I mean, there's many times in the Old Testament where people did wrong things, but, and you read it in songs, but they turned back to God, and God blessed them. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God will turn your situation around. And what she did, the last key, she, start, she told it. She, she said, she, she told the situation, I, I'm healed. I got healed because I touched the hem of your garment. And I guarantee you, everywhere she went, she said, I bet she said, oh, I went to Jesus and he healed me. He delivered me. And if you want to keep your deliverance, if you want to keep your healing, you start telling people you're set free. You start telling people you're delivered. You start telling people, oh, man, but pastor, I'm not delivered yet. Well, listen, you don't have to be delivered yet to, to, to tell them that you are delivered. Amen. They shouted. Listen, when, 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 G, when Jericho fell that day, when God gave, you know, uh, Joshua instructions for them to walk around, you know, one time every day for six days and seven days, walk around that entire city seven times. And then he said, shout. Nothing happened when they walked around. Not one brick fell. And they used to walk around again and walked around again. Nothing happened until they shouted. They shouted, they spoke something, and the walls came down. you got to speak something for your walls to come down. See, a lot of us, we want to wait for the walls to come down. Then we start shouting about it. No, you need to start shouting before the walls come down. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You need to start shouting. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. It says in your word, by Jesus Christ, I'm healed. And I'm standing on your word. Surely, Jesus, you bore my sicknesses. You carried my pains. Thank you, Lord. By your stripes, I am healed. I'm standing on your word. I'm believing. Even though I may not feel healed right now, I'm speaking it and believing it. And pretty soon, you know what follows you speaking? Your manifestation. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? When you start speaking something and believing it and expecting it. Man, I was believing for, when I went through that divorce many years back, it took 15 years for me to get married again. Amen. It's hard to find the right woman. Lots of, lots of fish in the sea, but, you know, it, it takes a special person, you know. You don't want just any fish. And there's always a decoy before the real McCoy. I always say. Some of you are like, oh, is that right, Pastor? I'm no, I won't go there. But uh, because I'm married to him, I'm married to the real McCoy or the decoy. No, 
<laughs> don't go there. Don't go there. Don't even go there in thought or in word or in deed, all right? <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> oh, man. It was like, can I tell you this? Can I tell you this funny story? It was like this guy that was in the, uh, the insane asylum, you know, and he was on the bottom floor. He wasn't too bad, and um, he was just uh, yelling out, Mary, Mary, Mary. And uh, the guy said, what, what happened? He said, well, that guy was, you know, was, was uh, dating Mary, and Mary rejected him. He wanted to marry Mary. And so now he's all distraught, and now he's in the insane asylum. You know, he just, all he does is call out her name. And then they went to the third floor where it's the even greater cases, where, you know, more and, and this guy was banging his head, Mary, bam, Mary, bam. He said, what happened to that guy? Oh, he married Mary. <laughs> Are you hearing us? <laughs> so be careful what you're believing. The moral of the story, can I give you a moral here? Be careful in what you're believing God for because you may get it. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Be very careful what you're believing God for. Make sure that you believe in God for the right thing and not the wrong. You know, you say, well, will God give you? No, God won't ever give you something you, uh, that God doesn't want you to have. Oh, do you read your Bible? Because God gave, you know, children of Israel a king, and that wasn't his best will for them. They cried out, God, make us like everybody. Why do we want to be like everybody else? Why do you want to be like everybody else? Listen, we're, God's calling us out to be separate. We don't need to be like everybody else. We can be unique, one of a kind, glory to God. We don't need to be like every. You don't need to be like everybody else. You don't need to be a copycat person. Just be yourself. God made one of you. Glory to God. Amen. One of a kind. And when he made you, he broke the mold. Never to put that mold back together. Amen. I'm telling you, God is awesome. So we just have to believe God. We have to be passionate in what we're believing God for. We have to start speaking the word of God. We have to start acting on the word. Then we need to receive what we're believing God for. And then we need to start telling people. I remember when, when I was believing God for a wife. And uh, I started saying, thank you, Lord, that I'm married by faith already now. I put my faith in the now. And I changed my confession, like, Lord, please, I need a wife, you know. I changed that, you know. <laughs> I, I'm so lonely. No, I changed that kind of speaking. I feel so lonely, you know. <laughs> when I was a young man. No, okay. And, and, I felt, and I changed that, and I started saying, thank you, God, that you have blessed me with a beautiful wife. I had my 20 things on my list, believe in God. And Yin hit all of them, amen? Basically, all of them, amen? Just, she even, I mean, God even surprised me. She even gave me a woman that could cook, amen? I mean, I didn't even expect that. I would have been fine with, with TV dinner on fine china. I would have been fine with that. But God, get, but God, God gave me abundantly above more than I can ask or think. And I'm going to say this. When you start believing God and you start speaking the word, God will give you abundantly above more than what you can ask or think. You believe that this morning? I'm telling you, God wants you walking in health, 
wholeness, again, soundness, deliverance, and divine protection. And we need to start speaking that. We need to start thanking God that he's doing it. And pretty soon, you are in that promised land. You're in that place called there. You're walking in it under the open heaven. Do you believe that today? Did you receive that today? This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.